All right, guys, since the sandbox, we're back with another episode this week, fresh off recording last night. Sadly, we don't have Lewis with us today, so you're just listening to me and the one and only YS. Young Sinatra, baby, yeah. So you guys can uh, enjoy this quick little video today, uh, quick little audio today about uh, our impressions from week four. Uh, what teams impressed us? What teams disappointed us? players as well and we're also going to talk about our game of the week so you guys can let us know if you guys like the the shorter um podcast better or you guys like the in-depth 40 minute episodes um but let us know kev let's get right into it um what was the team that impressed you this week so and that uh, i'm pretty sure you had them down as one of your teams too but the buccaneers really impressed me this week um especially you know coming into the game i thought that was a game that that the Rams for sure had won. I thought that was going to be like a, a blowout game, honestly. I thought that was going to be like a like a 38-14 type game. But but Buccaneers came out guns blazing, and, and the Rams seemed like they had no answer for the, for the Buccaneers' offense, which was kind of weird because obviously, you know, the Rams are discussed as, as you know, a top defense in the league. So that was that was very shocking to me that, that Tampa Bay came in and kind of, you know, put up 55 points on them and, and stuff like that. So, I mean – they definitely impressed me as, as well as the Browns too. Um, the Browns, that's another game. And I think I even mentioned it last week on the podcast when we were talking about games of the week. I, uh, I talked about how I thought the Ravens were going to come in and, and steamroll them. I mean, the Browns have been up and down all year and, and the Ravens obviously with Lamar Jackson and, and Mark Ingram, their offense has been high powered. So that was, that was a shock to me again, to see, to see the Browns put up that many points and, and to see, you know, that much of a point differential at the at the finale of the game. So um, those two teams are really the top two teams that impressed me this week. There were a couple others, but those those were the two that really impressed me. No, I agree with you. Those teams definitely were impressive. I don't think anyone thought that the Bucks were going to go into L.A. and give the Rams that type of a ball game. And no one believed that the Browns would go into Baltimore and give – give that team that type of a ball game. So both yeah. teams doing that on the road is, is very impressive. And like you said, I did have the Bucks on here. You know, I said before the season had started that Bruce Arians um, gives his quarterbacks usually seven to eight weeks to get adjusted to the new system. So I think that we're just really starting to see a familiarity that Jameis Winston is having with Bruce Arians. And they're using all of their weapons, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, Ronald Jones, even Peyton Bob is getting some action. One guy that we're not really seeing getting any burn is, is O.J. Howard, and people thought that he was going to explode this year. So that's kind of disappointing to see. But I want to get into um, a team that, that impressed me that we didn't talk about, and that's the Lions. You know, the Lions probably gave the Chiefs the best game that they had since that Rams game, that high-scoring Rams game last year. And I don't know what it is. I mean, obviously Mahomes had some magic to, to pull off that win, but the Lions are really competitive this year, and, and that division is wide open. You know, the Packers are 3-1. and one. Uh, the, the Bears obviously struggled coming out of the gate, and the Vikings are 2-2. Two and two. So if, if the Lions can keep it up, I, I really see them being, being the team that could possibly be a wild card or even, like I said, be atop of that division. Um, but Stafford's health is very dependent on that. But that finishes up uh, impressive uh, teams. Let's get into players. Kev, who do you got for an impressive player this week? Yeah, so I have a couple this week, and one of them to go along with 
my impressive teams was Nick Chubb. I mean, he had a monster game, 165 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, that's you don't you don't see that even from guys like Zeke and McCaffrey. I mean, maybe have one or two of those games a year, but that's not something you see very often, especially. You know, like I said, with the Browns being so up and down this year, and everyone knew their offense could be explosive. It was just a matter of how consistent, it, consistently explosive they were going to be. But I, I think Nick Chubb did a did a job of showing that, you know, yeah, you know, there's a new sheriff in town, OBJ's here, Baker Mayfield, they're all over the media. But Nick Chubb did a good job of showing, like, listen, I'm here and I'm ready to prove myself. And and that was, you know, that was a, that was a division game. So that was a big game for the Browns you know, and a big loss for the Ravens. And to see Nick Chubb show up like that, you know, and especially when Odell had the game he had, you know, he didn't have a great game. Um, that was a huge, I think that was a huge uplift in their offense for the game and, and was very impressed with him. Um, the other the other player that impressed me this week, again, to go along with impressive team, um, was Chris Winston. Um, and I know you just touched upon him a little bit. I, I'd like to see what you had to say about him um, when I'm finished. But, again, 385 yards and four touchdowns against, you know, arguably the best defense in the league, maybe besides, like, the Pats and the Bears, really. I mean, that's, that's impressive. I mean, that's, that's – for a guy like Winston to come in and do that to the Rams, that's showing how competitive he is and how, and how just, you know, his willingness to win can, can, can motor him. Um, against these type of teams and that's that's a good thing to see you know for Tampa Bay organization because they're not a team that typically win games like that that comes in and and pull out and pull out um, upsets against the top team so I think that I think that was a very good thing for the Tampa Bay organization just to see that you know Jameis Winston didn't shy down from from that spotlight against a really good defense and and he really impressed me. No absolutely I'm I'm happy that you brought up Jameis because we talk about the Bucs, and I don't think we give him enough light. Jameis was a, a number one overall pick, and this year he's on his 50-year option. The, the team let him play it out. So he's really playing for his next contract. If he keeps his play up like this, we can see him maybe get one of those deals that, that Kirk Cousins got with the three years, $30 million a year. Um, or maybe he'll get franchise tag. Who knows? We'll just have to monitor the Bucks going forward, but it, it is nice to see uh, uh, new teams be competitive. But my impressive players for this week, I have two of them. I'm happy that you had Nick Chubb because I had a running back as well, and that's Leonard Fournette. Dude ran the ball 30 times for 225 yards. He averaged about 7.5 yards per carry. That's, that's crazy for, for the Bucks to do that. And, and the Broncos um, – not the Bucks. I'm sorry, the Jaguars. And the Jaguars really gave them a good game, the Broncos. I thought that the Broncos were going to win, but I don't know. Like, like we said, I think we could stick a fork in them. I think we were talking about that last night. But just something else that we mentioned last night, uh, Kyle Allen, I got to have him as one of my uh, impressive players because it, in the last 12 games for the Carolina Panthers, they have three wins, and Kyle Allen has all three of those wins. So that means that in nine games, Cam Newton has, has got a loss, unless there was a, another named quarterback in there. But I can't, I can't imagine that possibility. Um, so hopefully Kyle Allen can, can keep, keep it up with the Panthers, and they can uh, carry their luck into next week. But let's get in. Go ahead, Kev. No, as I say, I like that you mentioned Fournette, too, just real quick, because I think, you know, he's been – He's had a solid season so far. In his first couple of seasons, I think he was kind of up and down. And, you know, coming into the NFL, 
there was a lot of high expectations for him. Obviously, he sat some games in LSU so that he would be healthy and, and you know, good going into the draft. And I think there was a lot of high expectations that he hasn't met. I think he's kind of starting to come into his role. Um, I mean, really, as the kind of pioneer as the, as the Jaguars offense, if you think about it. I mean, they don't really have any, you know, superstar name really besides him. And he's 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 doing a good job, I think, of adjusting and realizing, like, listen, our offense is going to go as I go. So that was a big game for him. I'm glad you brought him up, Steve. No, absolutely. And, and you know, maybe maybe for that Minshew and, and DJ Chalk uh, out there on the outside, maybe maybe that's really a, a young core f- for the Jaguars. And we haven't seen the Jaguars good since MJD and Fred Taylor were on the team. So that'd be something to see. Well, let's get into some disappointments, Kev. I'm going to go first with this one. And we talked we talked a little bit about Kirk Cousins last night, but I got to have the Vikings as a disappointment. You know, they have to they have to win that game if they expect to compete for the division. And it's so tough to see the Vikings have such a, a top talent team. They have Dalvin Cook, they have Stephon Diggs, they have Thielen, and like I, I mentioned before, they have eight starters on the defense that that have played together for the past couple of years. Um, I just expect better, and I think that does fall on the shoulders of Kirk Cousins and another team that that just can't play that poorly is the Texans you know both teams are two and two uh we saw the Texans have a shootout with the Saints and then they play a game like this obviously we mentioned Kyle Allen has been working wonders but you expect better um I'll get into my disappointment plays after because one of my disappointment plays are on those two teams but Kev what do you got for a disappointing team yeah, so I'm going to start off with the team that you had, and that's the Texans. I agree with you. I think they have to be better, and especially against, you know, I, I know they only put up 10 points, so, you know, the, and the Panthers only put up 16. But, I mean, against, against a team like the Panthers with, you know, Kim and L and just, you know, the ups and the downs that they've had the last couple of years, the Texans have to come in and be better than that. I mean, to be, you know, to have the Panthers come in and hold you to 10 points when you have, you know, arguably the best wide receiver in the league and a top quarterback in the league is, is kind of, you know, there's no excuse for it. And, and DeAndre, you know, that's two out of the last three weeks that he hasn't had a great game. And, and, you know, I don't know if it's something going on, you know, in the organization or if it's just that, you know, they just double covered him. I don't know what it is, but I think, I think their offense has to pick it up because, you know, the first couple of weeks we saw them as, you know, a top team and a top offense in the NFL. And, and, and the last few weeks they've kind of been slowing down a little bit and that, that kind of scares me. But, um, but yeah, to only score 10 points, I mean, I know the Panthers have a decent defense, but to only score 10 points at home um, against a team like that, it, it, there's really no excuse for it. So that was definitely – a big disappointment. And, and my second disappointing team was the Ravens. Um, I know, I know they put up 25 points, but you know, it, in a game and all the hype surrounding the Ravens and Lamar Jackson and the way playing Mark Ingram having a great year, you know, I think with all that hype and, you know, the opportunity they have this year, the Ravens, I think to come in and the Browns beat you at home, like I said, in a division game, is 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 embarrassing and it's not like the browns beat them i mean they beat them by 15 that's that's a two-score game there's, there's no excuse for it especially when you can hold obj to a game like he had there's no excuses you should be giving up 40 points if if they gave up 40 points and odell went off for 200 yards and you know a touchdown you know 
15 or like whatever, eight to 10 catches, like that's fine. You know what I mean? Like that's OBJ, that's going to happen. But to shut him down and, you know, and, and Landry getting banged up and, and still allowing them to score that many points against you at home in that type of caliber game, that was a big disappointment for me because I think the Ravens have a lot of opportunity this year and, and that just kind of set them back in their division. So it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out for them from here on out. Yeah, Kevin, <clears throat> you're absolutely right. And I'm happy that you mentioned D-Hop because D-Hop is actually my disappointment player for the week. But while we're still on the Texans, they're in win-now mode. So th- they should be panicking. I know they were, we're only the first quarter through the NFL season. But being 500 through the next quarter of football, they definitely have to uh, improve upon that. They gave away two first-round picks to, to bring over Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills. So the offense just needs to be better. But, yeah, I have, I have D-Hop as my disappointment player. Five catches for 41 yards, and he threw a pick. I know that's a little weird. Wide receivers are so dependent on the quarterback to get them the ball. So it's tough. But usually you see the separation from D-Hop, and he's just dominating the game. And, and you didn't see it this week. And the Panthers don't really have, like, a, a notable secondary that I could say, oh, he got locked down by – Patrick Peterson, he got locked down by Jalen Ramsey, you know. They have I, – I think it's – I think their corner is just Bromley or Worley, one of those two guys, and not a lot of people know about them. But for my second disappointment player, I'm going to stick with the receivers. And it's not Odell, it's Juju. I, I know the Browns uh, had, a big, had a big game and Odell didn't do that well, but I do think that Juju is way more disappointing. And Juju's value and stock definitely got affected with the loss of Big Ben because Juju would be catching the ball eight to ten times a game, getting force-fed without A.B. and Levy on there. Um, but you really only see Juju explosive on that, on that big touchdown that he had last week. And other than that, he's been pretty mediocre. So, Kev, what do you have for your disappointing players? So, for my – I have two this week, and, and they're both quarterbacks. None – and um, none of which are on my, my disappointing team. So the first guy I'm going to start off with is, uh, is Dak Prescott. And I'm going to give him the benefit of a doubt because I know that he's been playing unreal football up until now. So, you know, obviously you're going to run into a game or two where, you know, you just struggle and, and that's going to happen. But still, I mean, they were playing the Saints, you know, and the Saints without Drew Brees. I know that doesn't really affect Dak because he's on offense. But still, you know, the Saints are – the Saints are – are, you know, not not as effective right now as they would be with Drew Brees, to say the least. And, you know, to only put up 10 points with that offense, I mean, there's a lot of good offenses in the league, but the Cowboys, I think, is is one of those offenses that shouldn't score less than, at, at the very least, 17 points a game. So to come in and score 10 against a Saints offense, that isn't bad, but it's, it's not great either, you know. And they've definitely – played better defenses and will play better defenses throughout the year um but yeah I mean he 223 yards with an interception and no touchdowns that's very unlike Dak and um obviously you know Zeke still had a good game and stuff so but I think Dak needs to you know just forget about this week and just kind of move on because you know you are going to have bad games it's going to happen I mean every great quarterback's had them and, and you can't dwell on it too much um but I definitely, I definitely think he's going to come out guns blazing in the next couple of weeks to kind of to make up for that. And my second one was Brady. 
And again, a lot like Dak, you know, Brady has been playing good football, so I'm not going to bash him too much. But 150 yards and one interception, that is, you know, I don't know if I've ever seen a Brady stat line that bad in my life, really. I mean, at least, not, at least not one that comes off the top of my head. But to throw for only 150 yards and no touchdowns and throw an interception, I mean, that, it, they – and, and I give credit to the, to the Bills' defense because they did a good job of, of getting to them and kind of, you know, picking up coverage in the secondary and stuff. So it was very impressive from a Bills' standpoint. But from a Brady standpoint, I mean, he usually throws for 150 yards in, you know, in the first half. So, um, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. I mean, I, I know they'll be fine. The Bills have a, a very good defense. And, you know, obviously the Pats' offense is, is – top of the league so I'm not too worried about Brady I mean Brady's Brady he'll 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 bounce back but just for the sense of this week um he was a big uh disappointment for me no that that's fair to say and I think that Dak point is valid I also have to to share some credit with the with the Saints defense because they went up and got Teddy Bridge Teddy Bridgewater a win in Seattle not a lot of teams go to Seattle and win and then to go down to New Orleans and to, to compete on the road. Um, I mean, go down to New Orleans and Dak to compete on the road. Obviously, it's, it's a bit of a hostile environment, but what are you going to do? Give, give the Saints D some credit there. Dak, Dak will definitely bounce back, though, like you said. But let's get into our games of the week, Kev. Kev, what, what's your best game of the week? So, well, I actually – I have a few games of the week because it was – I couldn't narrow it down to just one. I think there's a lot of good games this week. Um, so I'll just, I'll just touch on them all quickly. My first one I have is the Rams-Seahawks. I like that game because that's two very good defenses. And, you know, Jared Goff has been very, you know, very overrated this year and, and hasn't been living up to the expectations that he was given. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, the Rams just had a very bad week on, on defense, obviously, letting up 55 against Tampa Bay. And, you know, Seattle doesn't have the best offense. I mean, they have a good offense. But they have an offense that can win games, but they don't have necessarily great offense. So it'll be interesting to see. That game excites me more on the defensive end than the offensive end. Um, but then the, my next game is the Packers-Cowboys. Steve, I know you had this on your list. I think that'll be a shootout. I mean, no matter how, what kind of year Green Bay has, Aaron Rodgers always plays you know, with a chip on his shoulder. And I think he'll play with a chip on his shoulder against Dallas too, because, you know, that's, that's a big game for the, for the Packers and the Cowboys both. Um, so I expect him to come out blazing. Like I said, I expect Jack Prescott to come out blazing. I think that'll be a game that'll be a very high scoring game. That could be like a, you know, like a 40 to 38 type game, something like that. I see it being a very close yet high scoring game. Um, I hope, I hope my it last- is, Kev. Yeah, no, me too. That'll be that'll be good to see. Um, and then my last two games are, and this one I feel like a lot of people won't have on their on their list, but it's the Brown and the the Browns and the Forty Niners. Um, I just like the Forty Niners. I mean, they're three and zero, just fresh off a bye week, and and the Browns obviously fresh off off a huge win against the Ravens. So um, I'm not sure how that game will go as far as you know the score will be or or what players will go off but I just expect a very good game out of those two so I mean if you didn't take them all already I would have said so now I'm kidding um I I think that that Buck Saints game after those games that you talked about those are definitely important but um I I look to see the Bucks give the Saints a competitive game at home and we saw we saw the Bucks be good against the Rams on the road this week so I, I would definitely look for them to 
be competitive again in, in a division game, which could be uh, a very heavy defense in, in running the ball. Um, but but that's that wraps it up for this episode, guys. Uh, you guys heard our impressive players, our disappointing players, and some games that we think you guys should really look out for this week. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. We have our fantasy football rankings, and we definitely have some basketball and NFL power rankings coming to you guys real soon. Hope you all have been reading up on your NBA because YS is ready to talk. All right, guys, since the sandbox, talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace out. Have a good day, everyone.